We'll talk to our boxing guru, our Las Vegas guru, our aces guru. He's a guru of many. Uh, what else? I can't really put him in the food guru because he eats too damn healthy for me. The one and only Sam Gordon. What's up, Sammy? Sammy the Bull, as Brian Salmon will say. <laughs> TC, how you doing? You're far too kind. Uh, I appreciate all appreciate all the kind words. Happy Wednesday. Um, how's everything going? Everything's good, man. Busy, 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 busy. As you know, Sam. God, now you gotta refresh my memory. Why did B Sal give you the moniker of Sammy the Bull? That is a tremendous question, and I wish I could tell you, but he's been calling me that since we met several years ago, and it just kind of stuck. So I know. I'll take you. Uh, we got to ask him. There it is. I didn't know if, uh, well, you're not Benny the Bull. Benny the Bull was a mascot of the Chicago Bulls. You know that, Sam, right? Yeah. I speak of, speaking of Chicago Bulls, I hear the music. Yes. There you go. There he goes. There you go. At shooting guard. What was your number, Sam, back in the day? What was your high school number? 14. Number 14. Five foot nothing, a hundred and nothing. The pride of, I don't know, Prairieville, Minnesota, or Eden Park, Minnesota, Sammy. The Bull Gordon. <laughs> was I close? 61195, TC. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what was the hometown, though? Uh, I went to Brooklyn Center High School, um, Ooh, right, right in the Minneapolis area, right in the Minneapolis uh, Twin Cities metropolitan area. That sounds like the mean street, Sam. Brooklyn. That, uh, those, that's I like that. I, I appreciate it, TC. I had a, a great time growing up there, and uh, I love Minneapolis very dearly. As you know, I'm actually, I've actually gone back and started at the beginning of the Prince catalog. I'm going to try and get through all 40 albums. Uh, by the time I get back to Minneapolis, hopefully uh, hopefully later this winter. So I'm off to a strong start. I've got five down, 35 to go. Outside, outstanding. You know, in my uh, trips to Minneapolis, I still have not made the trip uh, to Paisley Park or what the Prince Museum or whatever. I mean, have Paisley you, Park. Pa- yeah. So uh, have you done it? I haven't. I have not. You know, believe it or not, I have not gone out there and, and, and seen the museum. I know they have exhibits and stuff, and it, it's, you know, it, it was public even – um, at times when Prince was alive, just, you know, because of how prolific it is and, and what kind of landmark it is. But now it's taken on, obviously, uh, a whole new meeting uh, since his passing in 2016. The, sh- the city shut down, TC. It was, uh, I-, I haven't seen Minneapolis quite like that. The city shut down for a couple of days. They shut the streets down in Minneapolis, left the bars open late, and uh, everybody just kind of celebrated the, uh, the the living legend, the icon. So cool to be able to to go back and, and learn about some of the music that I don't, you know, I haven't, um, you know, haven't ex- experienced yet. And uh, hopefully one day when I go back to Minneapolis, we'll get out to Paisley Park. All right. Uh, I got to do the same. You know, if we go together, Sam, we're going together. That's it. We got to do let's it, baby. got to wear our purple. Let's make it happen. There you go. All right, man. Uh, let's talk about uh, the Aces, uh, the championship you've been covering all year, and then the uh, parade uh, the other night. Numchuck and I have a little side wager. Sam, all right. Here's the deal. We know that you were at the parade, covering the parade. True, correct? Right? Even correct. though I did, yep. not, I did not see you uh, at the parade, but I know you were there and it read the column. Fantastic as usual. The question is: Did Sammy the Bull stay for two chains? <laughs> uh, you know what, TC? If I didn't have an 8 p.m. deadline, I would have. Thank I you. Had to get out of there. Thank I you. Had to get out of there and slide over to the uh, the New York New York and final for my 8, 8 p.m. deadline. So unfortunately, 
I missed two chains, and I wasn't happy about it, but work had to come first, and glad I was able to get my column in on time. All right, you made me a winner because that's exactly what I told Numchuck. I said, I don't think he he stayed. He had deadline. And Numchuck yeah. says, he could have done it right there. What are you talking about? He was, sit- he was sitting up high. You know, he could have done it right there. I said, I'll, I'll, I'll take the no. Then he missed two chains. Shout out to MGM Resorts Wi-Fi for uh, for getting it done. We made it happen. Got it in at like eight ten. <laughs> oh, good man, good man. All right, Sam. Uh, first of all, let's talk about the parade. What did what, you think as you covered it? Um, yeah, first I thought uh, it's just I guess just kind of speaking about the city and, and, and what Vegas is like right now. Uh, so much harder to get down to the strip than it was a year ago. So I thought it, it took a while for the. I got there at I, I got there you know right before all the festivities started about five, and it, it seemed at first like. It wasn't going to get quite the crowd um, that they had last year. But by the time the gathering reached Toshiba Plaza, the enthusiasm was high. And, and I felt like, uh, you know, the, the players expected to be there this year. The, not, not that it wasn't still exciting because it obviously was, but this is what the Aces do. This is back-to-back years. They are, they are the tried and true, true champions. There wasn't, um, I mean, certainly there was bravado, uh, you know, from Becky Hammond in, in particular. I thought she kind of stole uh, the show with, with her, um, you know, various speeches and, and just kind of her letting her guard down a little bit and, uh, and talking about what the Aces have accomplished. But, no, nonetheless, the Aces, have ex- they, they expected to be there. And I'll tell you what, they made it abundantly clear uh, that they expect to be there next year as well. This is what the, the organization has become. It's a championship organization back-to-back. I don't think absolutely any surprise from anybody that the Aces were able uh, to, to win a title again. And, and they are, you know, firmly intertwined in the fabric of this city, setting the standard, you know, the, the professional sports standard that this is a, a championship town and, and the city will show up for the championship. So, again, I, I thought, you know, yeah, the narrowing of the strip, the construction on Tropicana, it made it a little bit more difficult to access. But once the party started, uh, you know, the Aces, they know how to party and that uh, they made it happen again with a, with a great event for the city. Yeah, you know, we talked a lot about this, too, just that, you know, the first time you do something, it's always so memorable. And this was not a letdown, but I can just tell you that like the lead up to it and in, in, in going through it, uh, you know, everybody there was like, okay, you know, this is kind of like, uh, old hat. And, you know, as we're sitting there yep. waiting to, you know, to get on the buses and do everything, it was like, okay, like, this is, you know, this is not uncharted territory now. And it felt yep. like, okay, hey, this is a tradition. You know, we're starting yep. more of a, a tradition now. And everything was like calmer and more lax. And the, and the players were under control. Like you said, firmly expected to be there. And it was like, it, w- it was just, it is me personally saying this, that yep. it was just more of that chill vibe. It was just like the head nod is like, you know, yeah, this is cool. You know, we did it last year. We're doing it now and firmly expect to do it again next year. No, 110%. And I, you know what, TC? They're not the only ones who expect to do it again next year. I expect them to get it done, too. And I, I think most observers probably would say the same thing. The, chance, the core four are, are all back. Uh, Alicia Clark, fresh off of a defensive clinic uh, guarding Brianna Stewart and, and just elite defense um, all season long is also back. And, and, and what, one thing we know uh, about the Aces and about Mark Davis is he's going to do what he's got to do with the Aces uh, to put a championship product on the floor. So there's no doubt that the the, the roster will be supported um, with quality role players just as it was this year. What we thought, I think what a lot of us thought earlier in the year was a lack of depth, was really just the Aces relying on the strengths of four of the best players in the league, including the best player in the WNBA right now, 
uh, Aza Wilson, one of the best players of all time, uh, and not necessarily having to turn to their bench, but when the bench was called upon in the biggest of moments, they showed up and performed at a high level. So it speaks to how fine-tuned this organization is right now, the championship culture on all levels. There is a professionalism about this team, a poise to this team uh, that we've come to expect in the biggest moments, and, and, and they showed up with that again. So this is definitely a, a budding dynasty. Uh, I believe I called it a dynasty in the desert, a budding dynasty in the desert. We understood the potential that, that, that they had as such. Uh, winning the first championship, repeating, obviously, only intensifies uh, what they could become. And, and with the pieces in place, with the chemistry they had, with really how far, and not that the, the gap is necessarily you know super wide with New York. There's a world in which they learn from this and improve and come together. But they have free, agent, you know, free agents' questions on their side, and, and their chemistry, their team chemistry, uh, wasn't close to what the Aces displayed. The one game they won in the finals was a game where the Aces could afford to relax, knowing that they were up. Two nothing. It's natural. There's a human component of that where you're just not gonna. When you're not desperate and the other team is, you're not gonna. There was a little. You know, it's understandable that they lost game three. But really, overall, big picture, TC, when they had their healthy team, and it wasn't even their completely healthy team, but when they had the healthy team, they went into the finals with. They destroyed the Liberty twice and then beat them on their own floor without two starters. So it was really. Uh, a, a class, a, a class year, a, a class showing by the Aces. I, I think this was the greatest single season any team has achieved, and it's a class organization again that I expect uh, so long as as that four, core four uh, is in place to be the favorite every single year that they're together. Yep, yeah, I agree. Sam Gordon, Las Vegas Review Journal, uh, covers the Aces, all things here, Las Vegas. Sam, on a, this is a, a you question here. Uh, again, you've been covering this team, uh, since the inception, like myself. Uh, obviously, you know, you're doing it from a, from a journalistic side, a newspaper side. I'm curious from your perspective this year, what was the best part of this Aces run from a coverage standpoint for you that you like really, um, I don't want to say got behind, but just, you know, maybe one of your proudest articles or just, you know, what did you enjoy most covering this team this year? I think just the idea that they were going for a repeat and that it's something that hadn't been done in the WNBA in more than 20 years and the challenges that come with that. And I think the most impressive part about it is, look, we know how it is in, in, in professional sports at the highest level. You see a team win a championship and there's you know often a little bit of a letdown or a hangover, not in necessarily a bad way, but you know, you know what it takes in the postseason and, and what's required at the very end of the season. And, and the regular season maybe doesn't take on quite the same significance. But for this Aces team, what I was most impressed by and just kind of following them and covering them throughout the course of the year is how seriously they took the regular season and what the point that they wanted to prove. They weren't just chasing another championship. You could tell that they were chasing something something greater than this, that there's there's a legacy component in, involved in this for everybody. Uh, that's why you see, the, the again, the core four taking less money. You know, start, Asia Wilson, Chelsea Gray, Jackie Young, Chelsea Plum, ensuring that they could play together, ensuring that they could bring on quality supplementary players that start in their roles like, like Kia Stokes and Alicia Clark. And then, you know, Becky Hammond, right? To, 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 to the, 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 the ear of the team that she has, what she was able to do from a leadership standpoint, maintaining that intensity, working through this couple small lulls, and then having the team running like a fine-tuned machine when, it, when, when the, the chips were on the table in the postseason. So, so that entire that kind of entire dynamic, and we're going to see what, what it's like for the Golden Knights as they try and repeat so far so good, right? The same elevated standard that we've seen from the Aces. So I, I thought that was a really interesting thing to follow along with. And then the MVP race, just kind of the awards things. Um, I, I think when, you know, just kind of my personal opinion, when you take a look at 
uh, the awards, they should be a snapshot of, of what the regular season was like, right? You should be able to, to kind of glean, okay, you take a look at the, the, the awards, this is how the regular season played out, uh, and just a snapshot. And, and I really don't, I, the, the, the fact that um, Asia Wilson finished third in MVP voting, right? Like she, that was bizarre to me considering how dominant she was in the greatest regular season a team has had at least in a couple decades, the efficiency um, she, she posted and, and what the Aces were able to do. Uh, from a team standpoint, uh, to see her finish third uh, in MVP voting and then to, to to really validate that she is the MVP and the best player in the world and one of the best players of all time throughout the course of the postseason with several signature performances, including her, her game four performance. Uh, obviously, that was something super interesting to kind of follow throughout the course of the postseason. And you could tell the Aces, right, when you're at that level, you have to seek and find motivation wherever you can. And they were able to kind of draw on some of the, the, the naysayers and detractors that, that were out there in the media that kind of represented themselves with some of these awards. And, and not to say that, you know, obviously everybody's entitled to their own vote and their own opinion, but she was just so, she so clearly outclassed everybody in the WNBA this season and then showed it on the finals. That was some all-time stuff. So uh, it's been cool to, to just kind of see her rise uh, from a, you know, from a rookie task with carrying, you know, being the face of an not a expansion franchise, but professional basketball in a brand new city to now, you know, the unprecedented, you know, best player in the league and, and one of you know the again like Becky Hammond said it to pray one of the greatest players ever. So there were so many you know I think fun angles to follow from this team. So they're 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 so well run. They're so well put together. The chemistry again on full display. And the individual greatness uh, and team greatness, obviously, but the individual greatness of some of the players and, of course, coaches involved. Um, this is all-time stuff. This is, this, I don't, you know, I, again, the Aces are going to be favored to, to win next year, but a season like this, the wire-to-wire dominance, the historical statistical dominance, I uh, can't take that for granted. So just kind of being up close and personal and seeing what went into that uh, and greatness at the highest level, I think that's one thing I appreciate, be it basketball, boxing, football, whatever sport I'm covering is we get to be around you know, some of the mentally toughest and physically toughest people in the world and see what goes into that crap. So to see the Aces do what they did this year um, from up close, uh, just in general, their repeat and, and their rise has, has been, uh, you know, really interesting and cool to follow. NBA opening night last night, Sam. Denver defeats the Lakers. Nuggets get their rings. They win. Crowd goes crazy. And then we got Phoenix defeating the, the Warriors last night. Uh, Booker with 32, Durant 18. Chris Paul made his debut Last night, only 14 points, 4 for 15 from the floor. Steph Curry, 27. Quick takeaways from those two games last night as the NBA season is now underway. Yeah, Denver's Denver. They're the defending champions. Um, they should be favored to win the whole thing. And, and Nikola, Nikola Jokic uh, is is clearly right at this point. I think he's, he's in a class of his own. I think Giannis Antetokounmpo, of course, right there. But his ability to dominate a game um, in, in so many different ways with his rebounding, with his passing, uh, with just a, a complete and thorough understanding for the strengths of his teammates. And, you know, they're, they're a machine. Not, not to say that they're unbeatable. I think the Lakers are figuring some things out with some new personnel. I expect them to be one of the players when the season ends. Uh, but, but really a, a workman-like, machine-like performance uh, from, from Denver, who I expect to be right there. And then in terms of Phoenix and, uh, and Golden State, we know Phoenix's offense. Wait till they get Bradley Beal. That's going to be potent. And we saw what Devin Booker could do when he was uh, given the freedom to kind of go to work in one-on-one situations with how well-spaced uh, the, the Suns were, having Kevin Durant out there, having Yusuf Nurkic, who I think really surprised me with how, how well he played on the interior 
it's gonna be it's gonna be a heck of an offensive team. Can that can that team stay healthy? Kevin Durant at 35 years of age, Bradley Beal with an injury history, and then Devin Booker not exactly a model of health the last couple seasons, despite his greatness and his emergence as one of the best players in the NBA. Uh, not far from a guarantee. Uh, there's definitely injury risk there, but if they're healthy, they're of course going to be a player. And then I, you know, Golden State still with with their big three of, of Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, uh, and Draymond Green, worthy of their respect, but. Uh, a glaring uh, deficiency that they didn't address is their lack of size. And, and Phoenix, uh, over and over again, was able to punish them on the offensive glass. Uh, they, I think they out-rebounded them 60-49 to 49 or something like that. Draymond Green is going to help that situation, but he's not going to completely resolve it. And that was what we saw from the Warriors in the playoffs last year. They were pushed around by a bigger, more physical Laker team. Uh, still expect the Warriors to be tough on anybody on any given night, especially in the seven-game series, but don't think they addressed their prime weakness was their, their lack of physicality. That's been an issue uh, throughout the, the, the course of the Curry uh, the Curry years and the, the dynasty that they've been put together. That they put together. But now their stars are, are in their 30s now. I think they need a little bit more support. I'm curious to see how their roster evolves and what kind of impact Chris Paul has as he gets more reps with his new team. Yeah, uh, Chris Paul is uh, he's taking threes in crunch time, and I'm going uh, let, let Clay and Steph take those shots. But yeah, the, the rebounding was definitely noticeable last night, and that's the thing that popped in my head as I'm watching it. This is going to be a problem, like it was uh, for their exit in the playoffs last year. They need to get bigger. They need to. They need help rebounding. No question. Sam, I appreciate it as well. Uh, quick take. Uh, Tyson Fury, Francis Agano. Are you interested? In what happens? Go. Yeah, I'm interested. It's it's a big event. I'm not. I'm taking it for what it is. I think uh, you know. First and foremost, good for Francis Agano after what he accomplished in the uh, the UFC for getting a, a big payday, but. This is going to be all about Tyson Fury. It's a, it's it's going to be a showcase for him. I think he carries Francis Ngannou for a few rounds, and then and then puts the pedal to the metal, knowing he has the undisputed fight on Alexander with Alexander Usyk uh, on the horizon, planned you know for December. Uh, so it's going to be an event. It's going to be a spectacle. I think it's going to be fun. But I have no doubt in my mind how this how this is going to play out. Uh, Francis Ngannou got to respect his power. You give him a puncher's chance. I think Fury knows that is going to take this seriously and, and do what he has to do to protect uh, the undisputed fight, which is massive. Your first undisputed heavyweight champion in the four bell era, TC. Uh, we'll see if he gets through this weekend cleanly, like I expect him to, and then that's going to be a massive event and promotion. Really looking forward uh, to that. So long as Ngannou doesn't play spoiler. You got it, Sammy. Appreciate you as well. And here you go, Sam. All right, one of my all-time favorite Prince songs. You got to go back to the Dirty Mind album. I don't know if you got into that one. That's his third album. One of the greatest oh, yeah. songs ever right oh, here, baby. Man, I got to get a little deeper into it, but great, great, uh, great outro, TC. Uh, you have great taste. That's what I've come to expect from you. And uh, this is not surprised at all. We'll talk soon. I appreciate you as well. Take care, brother. There he is, Sam Gordon.